0: 18 of two guys one dice cup uh, this episode is entitled the griff the bad and the ugly uh, my name is al Goldeneye unicorn and partnering me up uh, as the guy with the dice cup is
1: uh, who are you again uh phil <laughs> phil from an ashes kids you make me sound like uh like your your hetero no your your homosexual life mate there <laughs> uh, like I've partnered you up. Um, yeah, and I didn't sign up. up for that. Uh, although, yeah. yeah, Well, if, <laughs> if,
0: if that's the case, thanks to COVID, we're having a extremely yeah, but, um, long distance uh, platonic relationship. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we met we met midway in Dundee uh, for the uh, the civil ceremony. Uh, yeah, Al, Al wore alwar white. Uh, and Just and.
0: We, so we turns on each other. <laughs> this has gone down a scary rabbit hole far too fast. And I'm only one, I'm only one mouthful of port into this podcast. So let's, let's pull it back. Let's I pull don't it back. Like drinking. Exactly. Because um, we've, we've got a lot to get through um, in this podcast. Uh, the grift, the bad and the ugly. And um, for our rookie coaches that are listening, um, we apologise. We didn't put a poll up for this episode mostly because there's been IT issues with Facebook and uh, neither myself nor Phil had the energy to tackle them. Uh, So we've decided that tonight, sorry, today, tonight, whenever you're listening, uh, we're going to be discussing halflings in the rookie coaches section.
1: Yeah, I guess the pair of us thought it was a good good opportunity to discuss them, seeing as though uh, they've uh, benefited a little bit from uh, the 2020 rule set and uh, the circumstances around tournament play at the moment, so yeah uh, it's a good opportunity to speak about them Yep, yeah. and there's
0: also another um, consideration that our rookie coaches are going to have to take on board as everybody will know who listens to us on a regular basis all our rookie coaches sections uh, are, are focused on the NAF championships and the NAF championships for 2021 they've issued their new players pack So moving forward. For 2022. Oh my God, of course, we've we've a whole year disappeared. Can't remember. Yes. Fucking thing. So we'll wind that back. Uh, So for 2022, the NAF have released their players pack for their NAF championship. Uh, And myself and Phil will cover that off before we dive into the rookie coaches section. But again, it's just another, um, it's actually another really exciting talking point. It's watching what a, a major tournament has done with the new rules set.
1: Yeah, uh, as you said, we'll have a chat about that and our thoughts on that when we get to um, just before the rookie coaches. thinks It's a good, good opportunity to discuss it, yeah. Yep.
0: Um, but in the meantime, let's just dive straight into the first section. Uh, what's on the table? And as all our regular listeners will know, um, this, this first part is when we, we own up to how much money we've spent. Is, is a, do we do it straight away?
1: Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we might as well get, get the Band-Aid off, because I know it's been a, a big one. Okay.
0: Um, oh, no, isn't our first section when we talk about what we've been playing, and then we do what's on the table?
1: Ah, uh, we could do it either way around. I'm not, I don't care. Look,
0: let's, let's talk about what we've been playing, because what we've been playing will then go on to influence that fuck-tonne of money we've both spent on the hobby this month. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't let's, know if it'll, I don't know if it influences mine. It definitely influences yours, oh, but yeah, wow, it's, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's just be that fucking cash bonanza flowing out of the the, the Goldeneye household. Um, but look, let's let's talk gaming because uh, gaming's starting to come back to life. And I don't remember who started last month, but I think you should start.
1: Yeah, um, I've I've not been doing as much gaming uh, this time round. You've done well, we took a bit of a pause on the um uh the Fumble League because um uh, people who are aware of Fumble will know that uh, the um the rule set has been uh activated for BB2020 on Fumble. Um so I took I took that as an opportunity to kind of delay the September um event while I discussed it uh from the Aberdeen League with the the rest of our uh like uh, attendees and um and also to see what that fumble settled down and was uh, playable effectively um so we made the decision to to kind of wrap up our twenty sixteen season in September so we've just kicked that off uh last week um but I think the previous episode we were only kind of i'd only discussed up to one uh game in the um august event and that was my win over uh Huntley Loon mm-hmm. um and his orcs. So I had um had two more games in it, in it, in August before we uh the fumble switch over. I played um JC's uh halflings and won two nil uh with that one. So the the highlights of that game was the gang foul on Carla the uh the MNG there um on my drive. yeah um, Right up at the uh, the end of uh, his end of the pitch, uh, he 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 made a dodge that he didn't want to make. It was a misclick, and that ended up with her on the floor. And uh, I just stood on her until she died, basically. Um, nothing, nothing worse than a misclick that leads to even more misery. Yeah, so that that was fortuitous, but it was it was very likely that I was going to score in my drive, and then. Obviously, Nurgle being a pain in the arse for halflings with the disturbing presence and uh, foul appearance, um, sort of uh, making things difficult on the. of uh, well, the um, which what disturbing presence is the Is the throwing one, isn't it? Yes. And the catching one, yes. Aye. So th- that that made it n- sort of near impossible for him to TTM his way to the end zone. Uh, to to tie it up going into his drive and then I turned him over on his drive and came out 2-0 winner um, which, which was fine for me I got 6 casualties across the game so uh, that was all good um, the second game so, and the final one in the August event was against um, um, Hipster Potter and his Amazons And uh, that was a tight game it was ticht very ticht so, um, as you say, say in the north, he yeah he he's a like he plays Amazons like they're Wood Elves, and he's always doing batshit crazy stuff. And it was just one one after the other. I mean, if you you just need to look at his dice stats for the game, and he turned over on all but three of his sixteen turns doing stuff right like some of them were uh obvious things but he's he's, he loves a dice roll um and um like my drive went went perfect you know it it was a full kind of uh drive you know i smacked i smacked him about a bit and and got the the touchdown i think it was in my turn seven um which uh oh no it was my turn eight and he got a riot um, or something like that. Maybe I can't remember. But yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, I scored late on anyway. Um, and then he uh, failed to equalise in the second half. In fact, I I turned him over in the second half and escaped up the other end of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had a a couple of uh, like bad turns. One one poor bit of positioning for me forgetting that. Um that Carla who he'd uh, got as an inducement had jump up. Um so I'd left the uh ball carrier in range of a two dice blitz uh which was classic mistake. Um but then the turn the turn that the, that, that happened in um before that I turned over on a two dice block um I think double skull on that um, excuse me, and um, he had a chance to get the ball up the other end of the pitch and uh, equalise. Um, and uh, it was all kind of five up and six up passes, and neither of them came off. And I kind of came out one nil win on that one, and that made me the uh, event winner uh, with three three wins out of three, five touchdowns, zero conceded. And nine casualties caused three against. So uh, I, I kind of had a good a good event that time round. Did anybody did anybody run the course? Um I won it on um uh score versus uh um Amroth brian Um all right, so there was somebody else on three wins. Yeah, he won he won three. He's he scored ten touchdowns and conceded five. Um but his uh, casualty record was worse than mine. Um, so what was it, Amroth um, playing? Dark Elves. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he had plus four for his uh, overall score, whereas, whereas mine was plus eleven. Okay. Um, well, so, so yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was a good a, a good event. Uh, in total, there was up until the last game, there was still a couple of other people who could have got stuff. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a good one. Not oh, good. I mean, then, sometimes sometimes when when
0: folk talk about different results, it sounds like it was a runaway victory. But it's good that there were um, other players yeah. right up there until the day that they could have picked you the post.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then the September event, like I said, kicked off last uh, last Tuesday, and uh, I drew uh, <laughs> Gordon uh, Huntley in the game in the first game. And uh, he decided to resurrect the, uh, his High Elf team. Um, and, uh, as just said, it didn't go particularly well for him. And I came out a 2-0 winner on that one as well. Um, what, what, was your, what was your casualties? Oh, there was very little of the way of casualties, actually. Like, uh, I think I got two and he got one. Um, it was just his, his dice rolls were, were not great. You know, like, he was uh, a classic Elf two up, two up fails and snakes on pickups and stuff like that and yeah i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have said my dice were spectacular um to go against that but uh his dice were failing him when they when they mattered basically um which wasn't helpful um and then yeah i won that one two nil um which is a good start to the to the September yeah. event for me. And what's
0: your next game for that? I know you
1: obviously haven't played it yet, but who, who are you up against next? Hipster Potters, Amazons, <sighs> in a rematch. So basically the same two players again, uh, which, which is fair enough. You know, it's, we're playing, uh, because people are suffering from fumble fatigue, we're playing, um, it's like the same group of people that are still playing. Uh, so you expect to play each other a, a couple of times over yeah. a season, which is fine, you know. Uh, we're hoping to get stuff back into in person playing in October. So, uh, running 2020, we might continue uh, on Fumble as well with Blood Bowl 2020 if there's interest in it. But, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Um, as, we've, that, that,
0: as we st- as we spoke about though months ago, um, Phil, you know, the, the main reason we play these games is to have the in person interaction, uh, you know, with. There's there's people that play computer games and get a lot of enjoyment from it, and that's great for them. And then there's people like us that play board games and tabletop miniature games, so that we can meet people, uh, and go and about and have a sort of a more, you know, varied social life. That's how I say. Yeah, see it.
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm I'm okay with both. You know, I, I don't mind uh, the computer side of things as well, but uh, I I prefer it if we're Chatted on at least on discord or something yeah. like that um but yeah all, absolutely F- face all, to face is much better yeah all the games of fumble that i've enjoyed regardless of the
0: result have been a direct product of who's been on the voice chat and it has to be yeah. more than ju- more than just the player i'm playing against so that it, it almost has that feel of you know we're the only game in the pub and four or five of your friends are just sitting watching on
1: and heckling you that's that's good yes that's yep. that's it, you know. I think um on Fumble as well, obviously we were we were running the um the League of Extraordinary Linemen. That's kind yep. of taken a bit of a pause and we'll probably I'll probably wrap that up the final season, uh, because twenty sixteen rules kinda of lent itself to the light uh, of league alignment setup. Uh twenty twenty does not because most of the teams have got zero to twelve on their lineman positionals now. Yeah, uh, which is, is not great for uh diversity yeah. i think and but the, the even that the league of extraordinary
0: linemen that met that had its purpose and it served its purpose it kept a you know a, a spread out group of people in touch with each other and playing games
1: and it's, yes. and it's done that it's done well yeah which was what what it was intended for was just to kind of keep everybody kind of going a little bit in, in terms of playing something different and and some mm-hmm. fun so so yeah, we'll probably wrap that up with the finals a final season. Um and uh part of the bang. Yeah. And then um so but that's it really. I mean, the only other thing that I I did was uh it was my birthday last month and my, my wife got me uh Catan uh as a box board ah. game. Um because we'd, we'd chatted about it before and um obviously you you've spoken quite highly of it playing it yep. in person and on, online correct yeah um so yeah um we've we played our first game of Catan. uh there's a there's two player rules available down on uh downloadable on the um uh website for the game and um yeah i oh, it was good fun i enjoyed it i lost but uh she t- took revenge on me for the uh multiple times i i beat her at a uh, uh, what do we call it, uh, Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, that, 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 that's, that's about it. That's about it for the game. The game Good. inside for me.
0: What about yourself, mate? All been bolt action, and it's all been hard fucking core bolt action. So I don't. I'm not going to apologise to our blood Bowl listeners and rookie coaches, but for about the next ten minutes or so, I'm going to be talking about uh, bolt action because I. Had the opportunity to captain a uh, team Scotland to a uh, teams event in Southend on Sea, which is in England on the south coast of Essex, uh, and it was called the Nations Cup. Originally, there was supposed to be teams from Germany, Spain, uh, Denmark, and other other European nations, but due to the different COVID restrictions, uh, you know, some teams could get there, but they'd have to quarantine two weeks coming home sort of thing so yeah which is a real shame um so it, it, it basically broke down to more like a, a home nations cup uh, so there was scotland england wales and then some of the counties or states or whatever the fuck they're called down in england um essex sussex and the uh, the company that makes bolt action warlord games they sent a team of four players as well and so it meant that with six teams over five rounds, we got to play every team uh, once. So there, there was no need to have a draw, so to speak.
1: Oh, that's really good. It was really good.
0: It was nice to see. And so the draw was done ahead of time, so you knew what team you were playing and when.
2: So uh, I guess a quick little thing on the format. Uh, every...
0: The four players in each team obviously had to pick an army list. I'm not going to bore political players with the the details of, excuse me, the limitations on what you could and couldn't take, but you could only take uh, one nation once. So, uh, you know, in my own team, we had uh, United States, uh, Great Britain, Soviet Union, and um, Bulgaria. Those were
2: our four army lists. Which was good. Uh,
0: and then obviously you're matched up against your opponents. And this is a good thing. Um, I guess it's something that we've only touched on when we talk about the World Cup and Euro Bowls is the sort of Blood and the UKTC, I suppose, as well. The UK te- the, the, a, a team, the team event and how the pairings are done. Yeah. And within Blood Bowl, after the first round, it's always a Swiss draw. You know, it's Swiss for the team it's Swiss for the teams to play each other and then it's Swiss for the players within that team. That's that's correct, yeah? Yes. Yeah, well, that's with, right with, with with bolt action events it's slightly different and it's down to the captains to pair their or put their players against each other. And what we had down in England was we had when you're when your matchups sorry, when you're so getting together. So let's say in the first round we were playing Sussex, uh, and we had four tables assigned to us, and they, they were they were really good quality tables. Uh, you know they were sort of jungle, desert, you know destroyed towns, ruined villages. Some had roads, some didn't. All sort of key, integral, mm-hmm. integral stuff to to the war game. But each table provided a different challenge, and. You know, some armies would do well, others would do poorly based upon the table they were on. And so the way it worked was that we, the two captains would dice off and the winner would get to go to a table, pick it, and then put one of his player's army lists down on the table and say, right, my Soviet player's going to go here. And then the opposition captain had to pick one of his four armies to go against that, that army on that table. And, oh, then, right. and then the next, the next time it was the opposition captain the, the, the captain that goes second, he got to pick a table pick an army list, and then it would go backwards and forwards like that so yeah. so there was a bit of control as to who, who you played and where um, but at some point, you know, somebody might have to get sacrificed and, and sort of have a harder harder fight uh, so I'm not I don't know how much I'm going to get into the actual gameplay of it but. Uh, you know, everybody knew that we were there to play a competitive tournament so people turned up with lists that were very competitive and uh, the bulk of the players were extremely good um, you know sadly there was, there was a few players, a few teams that needed stand-ins and the players that joined them were you know, good guys passionate about, about playing war games but they weren't um, ah, fucking poor bastards they got fright when they bumped into some of the competitive players, you know, nobody yeah. had the nobody had to feel bad. Nobody was upset or sad. Um, but it's like, they got, there's no way, two ways to put it, they got fucking beasted to death. Um, you know, but everybody smiles at the end, because they knew, you know, you know going into it, what's, what could happen to you. So, uh, you know, one of my opponents, I tabled them. It was, it was actually the very first round, I think it was against Sussex. He was such a nice guy, but it was round one of a tournament and I didn't know who he was. Uh, I had a really bad hangover because I'd got fucking hammered the night before because I was away with the boys for the first time in a year and a half. Uh, so I just sort of got down to the core of, like, right, play game, win, team event, must win big. So I tabled him um, just at sort of partway through turn six, off six. Uh, but you got like two hours of gameplay out of me. Um, but that's that's an aside. Uh, but it's, it's really fired up my passion, again, for bolt action, the game, and for competitive play. Uh, you know, look, end result. We had Sussex, Essex, and Warlord games on day one. And we won two rounds and we got one draw. I, and I have a Dice Rage, which I will talk about when we get to the Dice Rage section. It's a, <laughs> it's a section that hasn't come up for a long time, uh, but the rookie coaches will appreciate I'm going to fucking launch off on one. We're, resurrected yeah. the we're resurrecting the Dice Rage. Resurrecting um, the Dice Rage. But at the end of day one, we were in second place and we were within touch and distance of Team England. Uh, and then on day two, we played Wales. And then it was Team England last. And uh,
2: on the Saturday night, we, a lot of us went out for a big dinner um, at some local restaurant.
0: I think it was called Mudge. It was very good. It was very, very good. And I was sitting with the the English captain, the Welsh captain, a couple of the Welsh players, a couple of the Scottish players, and the drinks were flowing. And the English captain, a nice guy called Paul Wickens extremely good player he was um, he was winding up one of my good players a guy called Graham Thompson who we've mentioned before as a, a former Blood Bowl player as well um, and the, the Welsh captain got involved as well and all of a sudden I realised that they both thought that they were going to be playing Graham the next day and because uh, they were winding him up and winding them up and eventually um, I can't remember what happened but Graham just sort of Stopped talking and shut down, just started laughing. And that's when I said to them, it's like, listen, lads, you, th- you, th- you, think, you think you're psyching out the player you're playing tomorrow? It's not. You're not. You're, you're both going to be playing me. <coughs> <laughs> and for some reason, I think they, they dismissed me as a threat. Like, no, 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 nah. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Drinks got flowing. Uh, but yet the next day I made sure I played both of them and I beat them both, uh, trying, <laughs> to lead, trying to lead the team um, from the front. And we, we were in second place. We missed out by like two points.
1: Oh, that, that sucks a little bit, yeah. yeah but but right, I mean, se- they, second place is really good, though. Oh, yeah.
0: And you know, we, I mean, England still beat us. So, regardless of any of the other results, they beat us. They, we got uh, one win, a draw, and two losses against England in the last round. Um, so it was my win. Graham Thompson got a draw. And then uh, Andy Mackay and Phil Mason, who were with us, again, all, all Blood Bowl players. Uh, they both sadly lost their games, which was a real bummer. But as a team, we finished second overall, uh, well clear of the rest of the pack. So it was really between us and England. And then on the individual standings, uh, I finished third overall with four wins and a loss. Uh, Andy Mackay, who I mentioned, he finished second overall with four wins and a loss. And it was only one of the English players that went... uh, Five wins went undefeated and he finished first. It was brilliant. Yeah, that's a really good showing. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, Confederate American army that I've mentioned on the podcast uh, won Best Painted Army. That's so good it was as really good. Well, yeah. yeah. I um, was super impressed to, to get that because, again, the field for the hobby side um, at that level is also really good. You know, there's some, some really passionate. Um, Really passionate painter. so it was a really great it was a really good result. I was super happy. And it has really fired me up um you know for more for more bolt action and it's really fired up my um PayPal account <laughs> which has taken an absolute beast <laughs> in. Um but look with Dice Rage which we'll get to probably at the after rookie coaches so nobody has to listen to it but it has to do with the one loss that I suffered. Um, in End and it was purely down to dice and I'm very sad uh, and, if, and I guess if anybody listening you can infer that if I'm pissed off about the one game I lost based upon dice you know that's that could have that could have been the difference between third place and first place overall uh, and also maybe getting us just a little bit closer to, um, to Team England but uh,
2: that's what it is fucking great absolutely great but that's, that's my game and so it was just those five um high end high end competitive games of full action
0: which is
1: great back to Mate. playing in, in real life
0: and the real deal and it was so nice to have to know that your mind is uh, still sharp and still turned on and can still you know think tactically and adapt to situations and uh, and deliver results. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it.
3: Awesome.
1: <laughs> do you make the noises? In my head, I do all the time.
0: Pew
2: pew pew. I do
1: this
0: for your life. When my Sherman tank rolls around the corner, boom! Fucking dead. Yeah. It's actually like some... uh, blown itself up. Um, yeah, it blew up a few times, a bit gutted, but then again, it absolutely fucking mauled some people. Uh, you know, and but there's there's days when you know when you just roll dice and just magic happens. Uh, I was I was I had my chairman, I was shooting at a Soviet anti tank rifle team that was in a building. And there's lots of penalties for cover, for being a small team of two men, uh, for move. If you know, if if your if your vehicle or squad moves, and um, I aimed the gun at them. It was a, a medium house. I aimed the gun at them, and I was against the English Captain Paul, and I just said, oh, look, mate, I don't know what the fuck I need. I'll just roll a dice. <laughs> it was like, and then it spun a six. I'm like, but actually, mate, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was exactly what I needed. Dead. He's like, oh, for fuck's
3: sake. Like,
0: yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. Anyway, thanks, Blood Bowl players, for listening to me. Wax lyrical about five amazing games of bolt action, but um, it, it, both games mean a lot to me,
2: and it is what it is. Should we go on to what's on the what's on the table?
1: Uh, yes, 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 we should. Um, okay. Okay. So I
0: part- yeah, you you want to go?
1: Yeah, I ah, will. Well, I would. I would first to the last one. So I suppose I should go first. To this yeah. one as well, I guess. But the. Um, Painting-wise, I've been doing little bits and pieces here and there. I've been working on um, uh Lizardman team. Um, the, one of the Grebo ones. Uh, that's coming along slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been working on my Flint Churnblade conversion as well. I'm really hoping they bring him back in Blood Bowl 2020 because um, I made a conversion from um uh, an underworlds model um that uh, i quite like uh, so yeah i've been i've nearly finished him um and i think i had i finished the um septimus from the wormspat last time we were on i can't remember truly cannot remember mate um but yeah it's not been a kind of overly productive uh painting month um just been trickling away um, what else have I done? Um, I've built a couple of things, just kind of random bits and pieces. Uh, but the real kind of um, I mean, I, I guess that's that's about it for me. Uh, shall we do the guessing the the money we each of us has spent after we've well, both done this part, or should we yeah, just do it yeah, do it? I'll, yeah?
0: I'll, no, I'll jump in with my painting because my my painting time suffered a bit from a. Uh, Having to do little sort of touch-ups on the Confederates to get them battle-ready. Mm. Not going to bore the details with that, but and then also having a long weekend away, having to do family time before and after, so that ate a lot of um, hobby time. But Aye. I am just about finished the Dark Elf um, Grebo commission for what's Mcnug's last name these days. Um, McNaughty 69, I think McNaughty 69, yeah. So, I'm just about finished
2: doing them. I've got one, two, I've got seven players
0: that I'm just doing the white trim on, Mm -hmm. um, which is really just the finishing touch. And got to do their lot patches of skin, and some of them have got hair, and then that's that's them done. Then I just have to base them all, so super close. I think a couple of months ago, I mentioned that I was really struggling to see how the assassins would work out. And I just started putting, I just, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I just started putting base layers on them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, nope, must finish, must finish. And I don't know if I've sent you any good photographs of them, um, but I'm really happy with how they've turned out. I mean, they're still using the core three colors, the red, the white, the blue. Uh-huh. Uh, and the skin, but I'm, I'm really happy with them
1: I'm, no, I'm that's, that's good, I, I haven't seen I've, I've seen a work in progress I don't think I've seen the final ones yep. Well, while I'm talking
0: I'll see if I can get technology to work uh, And I'll send some pictures over to you While we're actually podcasting Like a bunch of fucking fannies Hey. hey. But yeah, uh, I was really I really thought that they would be left to the very end you know lacking that that inspiration um but it actually turned out that they were once the paint started to flow together quite quite well i thought um
1: yeah so I, think, no, I think that i think that happens sometimes you know where you just get that kind of uh this is this this is gonna work and you've got that flash of inspiration and then you're just as well kind of picking it up uh, yep. i think and just running with it because otherwise you end up kind of just uh uh, plodding along uh missing it you know and so, yeah. some of these happy accidents or or kind of uh things that lead you into a particular kind of uh color scheme or what have you are really are really good mm-hmm. uh, it's worth doing um i've sent it by a messenger by the
0: way mm. so and the other model i've had is i've got the ogre from this year's uh, scottish blood bowl community
2: um, uh, team, what's the name of the team?
0: Legacy Team Legacy Team, that's it, I couldn't remember the word uh, So yeah, I've just been shifting some paint onto him So that they'll all get finished sometime within the next sort of
1: week and a half Before the end of September So um, They've got a kind of, uh, sorry, I'm just sorry to interrupt you They've got a kind of uh, Assassin's creed kind of look about that That's them. it, yeah, that's exactly it So when the paint started to go on them, that's what I saw
0: yeah, so, yeah uh, it's really cool. Uh, that, that, that's pretty cool. Yep. So now super happy, and I'm sure, I'm sure my customer client, whatever you want to call them, will also be um, quite happy because i have really appreciated the the quality of the the miniatures. So good on you, and I like working with metal. Nice.
1: I'm I'm the opposite. I prefer to work with uh, resin where possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah.
0: Stuff. courses for courses mate. exactly other, other than other than
2: that that is the painting <sighs> right money 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 pew 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 yeah okay so <laughs> I
0: I have to I will let you guess first as you've gone first in every section so far Da-da-dum. so I, I've got to guess how much money you've spent yes mm. so for listeners or infrequent listeners and uh, myself and Phil decided that after a couple of months, um, we always spoke about what we've bought and laughed at how much money we've spent. And then at the end of each podcast, we say, I'm not going to spend any money next month. Always a fucking lie. So we decided to make a, a, a sort of casual competition to see if we could guess, um, yeah. how much money each of us had spent, uh, in the previous month. And you know, myself and Phil communicate via messenger and with different other different mediums. Uh, we don't tell each other how much we're spending, but we do say it's like, "Well, oh, I've just bought you know product X, or I've just dropped money on product Y," uh, to give ourselves a little bit of a clue. So yeah. that when we come to this stage, we know that you know roughly some money's been spent.
1: So, I guess I guess folk have got a better idea that we're not doing this to be kind of uh, rubbing folks' faces and how much money both of us have or whatever. It's just light-hearted kind of uh, jokes. I mean, both of yeah. us are, do do reasonably well for for ourselves. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not I'm not going to apologise for spending money. So. No, fuck that. I'm not apologising. Uh, it's just that you know,
0: it's just been that consciousness of oh my god. Can't believe I spent that much money. When I at the end of every podcast, I genuinely intend to try and not spend money the next month because I've got fuck tons of toy soldiers.
1: Oh, I oh. I'm exactly the same. I, I, I really mean I'm, it. I've always aye. meant it. It's just it's like it's it's a, an addiction. Yeah, we need we need help. Yeah. Um, well, back of the back cave, mate. So do you want to have a guess? Oh fuck. Uh, um. See, so yeah, I know, I know you spent a bit, but I don't think you've spent. A ridiculous amount. I'm gonna say hundred and sixty five pounds.
2: Higher. Oh god. Um hundred and
1: eighty. You've got one more guess and it's higher. Jesus. two hundred and uh, ten.
0: Whoa, you are within uh yep, yeah, you're within the ballpark. I spent Two hundred and one pounds and eighty nine pence on hobby related products last month.
1: Uh, that uh, doesn't make me feel. That doesn't make me feel as bad.
0: Uh, well, it would have been. It would have been two hundred and seventy. But one right. one supplier said that he wouldn't take the money off me until he had all the products ready to send. Right, because he because he had to get them from Boardlord Games, so I didn't send him the money. So that'll be in next month. <laughs> 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 um,
1: so you've, but, you've already made a head start on that one,
0: brilliant I'm fucking miles ahead uh, but my purchases I don't, I think that the, high, the the most expensive individual purchase is like £40 and I bought um, four acrylic shelves and fittings for the um, Ikea Detlof display cabinets ok yeah yeah Yep. So i still classify that as hobby related because it's you know it's, it's got my toy soldier sitting on it i'm looking at them right now and they look fucking hot but then there was a manufacturer independent manufacturer of scenery he does 28 mil stuff um out of laser cut mdf mm-hmm. and he was selling stuff at a really sharp price and he was selling like a full airfield set for like £22 posted within the UK. And it had two hangars, control tower um, and other little outbuildings and stuff. So it's like, yeah, fucking yeah, I'll take that. Give me some money. Um, I mentioned at the South End on Sea boat action event, the winning, the guy who won, he won all five of his games, he had a Japanese army and a uh, I had access to all the all the army lists that were there, and I looked at it. I saw the results, and I was inspired by it. So I've not, not I'm not going to copy the list exactly, but there's a core element of it that's that's really competitive. Um, so I've started to farm those miniatures from secondhand pages, and you know people are selling parts of collections. So mm-hmm. uh, it's the Japanese army, and it basically excuse me, it revolves around um very cheap infantry that are just armed with bamboo spears. There's a okay. whole historic, there's a whole historical element, but you can feel this you can feel like about 120 models armed with bamboos. And they're super cheap and they go absolutely fucking crazy when they get into hands-hand combat. But obviously they don't like getting shot because they can't shoot back. Uh, so I've been splashing the cash on Bamboo Spearman like crazy. Uh, and that's actually, there's another element to that, that Warlord Games announced a price increase on quite a lot of their miniature ranges. And, and some of them are coming into effect. Uh, so I just thought I'd scoop up a whole bunch of stuff for a future project. And then makes sense. And it does, it does. And then the next lot of purchases were for bolt action again and this has got to do with there's another two day event coming up in Scotland in Bathgate at Nightly Games and it's this bolt action Scottish Nationals and they've got a slightly different players pack and that usually is a thousand points for your army but they are
2: giving you 12,050 so
0: I've just been exploring a few options because I, I, I can't take the Confederate army. Um, so I've got to choose from the armies I've got left, which is basically just my German army, but I also use them as
2: Romanians. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but looking at my collection, I've, got, I've generally got hundreds of you know, models, but I don't, have, I don't have everything that I want for this a new you know really competitive german list so i've had to buy more fucking tanks and then you know you're counting up your models and i actually don't have enough basic infantry models that just have a rifle we've all got like submachine guns that assault rifles or other bits of equipment i'm like oh for fuck's sake so i just needed basic guys with rifles and mm-hmm. um, so i had to hunt around and find different boxes for them uh, there's a couple of new units that I want to take that I need obviously models for. I can't just use other models to represent them. Um, so yeah, the money's basically fucking flying out the door because on the flip side of that, I've got the German list that I like, but I've also picked a Romanian list that I like, and I don't know which one I want to take. So I, but I also need more models for that one. So I've been buying that as well. It's like oh, fuck so I've basically covered all the bases. I've covered all the bases, and then yep, two hundred pounds later, boom, amazing. Yep, money.
2: <laughs> so I've got to guess you. Yeah. Now,
0: I know, <laughs> I know you've got a big Games Workshop crack addiction, which obviously always puts you in the high, high, uh, high spend category potential. Yes, Um, I know that you've also got an old school miniature habit that you have to feed from eBay. (laughs) So I am going to punt high and fast and I'm going to nail you on for £310.
1: Oh, very, very close, but uh, (laughs) but higher. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: (laughs) But I'm very close. So I'm going to nail well, you on. Well,
1: yeah, you're not very, uh, you're you're in the right ballpark, but you're it's still a wee bit higher. Yeah. Okay, 345. That's closer to it, yeah. <laughs> oh my Jesus,
0: what happened? Hey, what's your figure? Oh, what's your
1: uh, it's 350 pounds and uh, 88 pence. Oh, you absolute fucking splitter, what have you done? I know. Although, Do you know? Do you know what it is? I think I kind of I've mentioned this to you through the uh, through the month. Like I've been kind of previously, I've been unlucky on some eBay auctions. It's primarily for stuff that's uh, been long out of uh, print, and um, it's kind of just got to the point now where like if if I see something, I'll I'll, I'll keep an eye. Out. I'll keep an eye out specifically for for these things um and i've been after stuff like uh the carnival of chaos more time uh, wartime, uh war band um for a, a long time uh, that that finally popped up so that that's uh that's a third of of the amount of money that uh that i spent effectively uh on one purchase because you just can't get that it wasn't made in massive amounts. um no it really wasn't So it's difficult to track it down. It's difficult to track it down unpainted and unassembled. Um, And I I got that as well. Uh, The other thing, another one that ate up a chunk was another war warband, and it was uh, an Amazon one. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, they didn't make very many of them. um, And uh, that was like 70 quid or thereabouts as well. So, I mean, there's like... uh, the best part of 200 quid on, on two things, you know, um, that I've been looking that at, out, out for for a long time. Um, other than that, like, I've been picking up a lot of the um, uh, Realm of Chaos, uh, Chaos Warriors and uh, Nergal Champions and stuff like that uh, from back in the yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Uh, so, I mean, they've been kind of filtering. I managed to get a hold of the... Um, kind of nergly looking one with the scythe uh giving it the rock horns um um which i've been after for quite a while he was like 25 quid or thereabouts uh not not a common one uh but yeah i mean like I'm, i'm happy like i've they're all it's all stuff that i wanted when i was a kid and could never afford and i'm in a decent position now and like it's stuff that i fancy having so I I don't really kinda of mind. I've got I've usually got a ceiling for things that I'm looking at uh on eBay and I I'm, I'm pretty reluctant to pay significantly over the odds for stuff. Uh mm-hmm. but I do find myself uh um sort of being uh sort of caught out uh when it all comes in at the same time. So like I say I I've just kinda of put speculative bids on at the end of things and won stuff this time round. Um yeah outside of that, um I picked up um Frostgrave and Stargraves um uh, core rule books. Um Yeah, I mean we
0: we had a good discussion about Stargrave um a couple of podcasts ago, but that was only when I had the book, so we might we might revisit that in the next
1: couple yeah. of months. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed reading both of those. I mean they're obviously very similar game systems because they're written by the same guy and One's effectively uh, the system in space, and the other one's effectively the system in fantasy. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the sound of that, and through having chatted with you about it and reading up about it a bit more online, you know, I, I kind of thought it's it was the sort of thing I yeah. could maybe pick up and oh. play with the kids and stuff.
0: Yeah, sorry to steal your thunder. I just remembered another little um, package that I bought as part of that two hundred quid uh, and it was 4 because stargrave, 'cause I've I've got that idea to use um, uh, Vietnam miniatures from a company called Gringo Forty. Oh yeah, do, I remember you do, mentioning that yeah. one, yeah. And but I was you know, and I was gonna do some little conversions to make them look like the um, colonial marines from aliens. Then mm. I thought and I was looking at it in my mind and I, I had this idea and I thought, Why the fuck am I being so serious? You know, I need to get something cool in science fiction as a leader. And then uh, I can't remember what had influenced my thought process at that point. And then I'm like, you know what? I need, uh, I need one of the doctors from Doctor Who to lead this squad. So I asked the community, <laughs> it's like, what company makes Doctor Who miniatures? And then this guy that, you know, you know, contacts through the internet, and he's like, oh, I've got a whole bunch of Doctor Who models. Um, I'll sell them to you for a tenner. I'm like, yep, <laughs> 10 pounds, just
1: Bang, an idea. In the box. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Games Workshop used to make some of the Doctor Who minis oh, back in the 80s. I'm, I'm sure way back in the day, but, um,
0: you know, they're really good quality. They're hard plastic, but it's sort of... Uh, I've got them on my hand now. David Tennant. A couple of the older school guys got that wee dog, K9. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I've... Yeah, sorry. I just realised there's a package sitting on my desk that I've ripped open and looked at it. and Went, yep, cool. Doctor's right. You can go in that pile over there. I'll see you in two years.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I, I, aside from that, you know, I th- don't think I've picked up too much other things. There's been, um, I I got some painting supplies. I got um, uh, some more pigments and stuff like that for uh, stuff. I needed a a black one, and uh, like a kind of greeny coloured one uh, for mm-hmm. kind of mossy deposits and stuff like that. And I grabbed some pigment fixer as well at the same time. Um but yeah, I a lot of it was et up by specific kind of big eBay purchases. Um and I, I expect that'll kind of trickle through again in, in the next month, but I'm I'm not expected to spend as much money. Because um, the the kind of wish list of things that I'm, I'm after has diminished a fair a fair bit now, um, so yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's oh, fingers fingers crossed next month won't be as bad. Oh, fuck um, me, I I just need to try and keep it under a hundred. That'd be nice. Yeah, th- thankfully my wife's fairly tolerant of this stuff. Uh, so, uh, I, I, and and a caveat to that is like I don't spend much money going out anywhere. It's not like I'm out at the weekends having a drink or anything like that, so um, I'm sure I spend probably less than uh, a good bunch of people who do go out at the weekends and stuff, so. Yeah, you want to hope uh, so. Yeah, you want hope uh, so. Uh, But yeah, no, it's, uh, um, I don't expect to spend as much next month, but I probably will be uh, back telling you otherwise uh, on the next episode. Uh,
0: yeah, well, as, as I've already said to yourself and to all the um, I've already spent 70 quid. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes, because at some point um, I've promised myself that I will not start working on anything else until this Blood Bowl team is done and off the table. Uh, well, yeah, yes. I've
1: I've got that, that sort of thing with the, the Lizardman team as well. You know, I'm kind yeah. of uh, once I've got Flint laid out of the way, um I, I'm gonna buckle down on that and get it finished. Um um so I can hand it over to uh the person it's for and then yeah. um yeah I, th- I I I I think there's a couple of things that could come out that I would probably want to buy, you know. Yeah. Obviously Games Workshop announced the uh corn team at Gen Con um last last week uh oh this weekend just passed. Yeah. Um and there, I'd be interested in that. Um and whatever spike comes out for that and possibly like the star players, but um yeah, there's 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 bits and pieces here and there that would kind of appear new stuff that, that was the thing I didn't buy too much of in the last month. I didn't buy any uh, new games workshoppy things. I don't think that's good it's
0: all old it's all old Hammer stuff that's good yeah Long will that continue so. To so rookie coaches, as, as we always have, both myself and Phil have committed to not spend much next month. Yep. Tune in, tune in next month to listen to how much we fucked that up. Yep. Uh, and so now we better get cracking into um, the grift, the bad and the ugly, and we're going to talk about halflings. But I think before we delve into the halfling uh, rosters, we should, um, or you should, if you're game for it, talk about the NAF Championship rules pack for 2022 that we're going to be using for this episode and for um, quite a number of episodes moving forward
1: Yeah so listeners who've uh, kind of followed us in the last episode um, talking about star player kind of situation um, at tournaments uh, will be kind of aware of our our individual standpoints on that but um, there's been a lot of discussion in the community about tournaments and how, how they should go moving forward and Uh, traditionally the NAF championships has always been a kind of like a good baseline for jumping off uh, as a tournament organiser in terms of designing your own rules pack Um, they've made the decision this time round for the NAF uh, championships in 2022 um, to um, basically kind of make it a level playing field effectively Um, the a kind of basic kind of output from it is um that the treasury allowance has upped by 50k to uh, 1150 tv uh which is a, I, I guess a pro- probably a good move um the other more interesting aspect is that they've uh, they've removed the tiering system um so there's there's no there's no tiering at all everybody gets uh six primary skills and one secondary skill uh regardless of what team you're taking and previously the NAF championships has been a case of well you would get x amount on day one and x amount on day two that's not in place this uh for the next one either so um your full skill allowance is available across both days the other interesting thing is that there is no availability of star players for anything other than stunty teams, and they're only allowed to take one star player. Um so that kind of make that's quite a departure from previous, you know, like there's been a lot of chat about um sort of tier two or tier three teams, depending on the number of tierings that uh have maxed out on star players. Or stunty teams taking two star players and totally routing teams uh, as a result, you know. So I think this this uh, my gut feels is this is a good move, you know, in the short term, you know, and I can, and it's a good thing to do from the the tournament body, the NAF, uh, to make things a little bit more um, flexible for other TOs going forward, you know. Uh, it'll be a good opportunity to set a new baseline on on sort of understanding how the met is evolving with BB twenty twenty. Know about yourself, Al? How do you feel? Uh, about agree,
0: that? agree fully. I was really um, encouraged to read the rule pack um, as you've described it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a nice way to level the playing field. I was trying to remember how drunk I got in our last podcast and the rants that I had. Did I rant on and? Say that we should just get rid of the tiering system altogether, or was I just ranting on and saying get rid of the stunty cup altogether?
1: It was the stunty cup that you were bitching and oh, yeah. about. yeah, yeah, Poor wee bastards. Um, um, and I think we did establish uh, that the uh, stunty cup was invented at the Water Bowl. I'm sure we yes, did that
0: con- And congratulations to Water Bowl for giving those short wee bastards something to play for. Yeah, and for and for um, it to become a, a almost a global standard of blood bowl,
1: regardless of whether Al thinks it's shit
0: or not. Exactly, I'm taking myself out of the equation. They created something that went worldwide,
1: <laughs> like fucking <Yeah>. COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too soon? So <laughs> right. you'd have been better taking the 1980s AIDS epidemic or something like that. You know, yeah, just... so I was trying to trying to keep it current, keep it warm. But yeah, but yeah, I think. Um, I think you're. I think I'm. I'm on the same page as you. I. I. I, yeah. I think this. Uh, this is a great idea. And um, I mean, my only. My only concern, and it's. It's going to be obvious. is most people will take teams that are likely to do well uh, under those circumstances, and I don't think you'll see masses of variance on that. No. Um, but then and again, then, that. Well, that's not why. That's not what it's there. It's not. It's not going to be there to promote variance. Uh, they, won't, no. they want to see how how certain things react in it and how it hamstrings uh, particular teams. So yep. I'd imagine there will be diehards that will take particular teams because that's the ones that they like, and they're the ones that will kind of give the a bit more empirical data uh, because they're used to playing the team and see see yep. how it kind of pans out. But it well, will be alders, lizards, and all sorts. Oh yeah, uh,
0: and and we're about to find out that experiment. Um, as we move forward into our, as we discuss our rosters, because as always, you know the regular rookie coaches that listen to us uh, will know that myself and Phil did not discuss our rosters beforehand. Uh, we we sit at home half naked, touching each, touching ourselves. Uh, whoa, let's go whoa. back to the
1: first the first
0: conversation. Touching, uh, touching each, touching, touching each. Me, yeah, touching, touching stuff. Uh, we create our we create our rosters, baby. I know we create our rosters separately from each other, uh, and then we talk about them live, so to speak, on the podcast, so that we get the the natural instincts. And fuck, mate, I just remember had a flashback. The last time we did this, I totally got the underworld denizens roster fucking so wrong, didn't I? Was yeah,
1: yeah. You you uh, that was that was episode fifteen. Yeah, I was I was so off the mark there. It was fucking hilarious i I don't think we'll be too wide if each other's list's here, you know but I, a I don't to see if a, what variance there is in, in terms of what we've taken yeah, so i, don't, th- I don't, don't think there will be either normally um, we read we read through the uh, the rosters first um so to well, give people have, an idea of what's there yeah yeah, so as a let's just say it's my turn. Well, no, because you did the un, I think you did the underworld one. I'm sure because. Well, um, oh, fuck right, go for it then. I'm not going to argue with you, mate. It's, it was uh, it was a long one, and I remember you could have. Uh, I said I would do the next one. Um, Crank on. So um, <coughs> clear the throat. Um, yeah, I'll the throat. Halfway, clean. I'll clear your throat for it. No, 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 no. We're done. We're done with that. This is far too much sexual and you endo in this podcast as it is. And you um, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, zero to sixteen, halfling hopeful lineman. Uh, they are thirty k. Uh, move five, strength to ag three plus pa four plus uh, armor value seven plus. With dodge, right stuff, and stunty as the skill package, and access to agility on primaries and general, and strength on secondary. Then you have zero to two halfling hefties at fifty k, uh, move five strength to ag three plus pa three plus av eight plus with dodge fend and stunty, and they have access on primary to ad- agility and passing skills and general and strength on secondary. And you've got zero to two halfling catchers at fifty five k with ma. Five strength, two agility, three plus passing, five plus AV seven plus with catch, dodge, right stuff, sprint, and stunty, and then access to agility and uh, as primary and general, and strength as secondary. Then the final positional in the team is um, zero to two altern forest tree men. Uh, at 120k, <clears throat> with um, move two, strength six, ag five plus, pa five plus, av eleven plus, and then mighty blow plus one, stand firm, strong arm, take root, thick skull, throw teammate, and timber as their skills. Uh, with access to strength on primaries and agility, general and passing on secondaries they have access to rerolls at 60k each um, and the special rules that are apply, uh, applicable to them are the halfling thimble cup and the old world classic let that's us well read
0: and I suppose for, for clarity's sake um games workshop rate them as tier three but obviously we uh, as we're operating on the NAF championships rules back tiering does not matter a damn
1: but i will cover the uh our league ro- rosters as well um of course um and it's kind of relevant because they're obviously a poor team in comparison to a lot of the other teams so yeah um yeah Okay, so do you want, want to? We normally do league rosters first, and we do. Uh, I if do you want to do yours first in this instance?
0: Yeah, look happily.
1: So for the rookie coaches, as you know, we um,
0: we do our league rosters. We have we chat through them and what we want to try and achieve after the first sort of five or six games, and we get a million gold. Have I, I remember that correctly? Yes. Yeah, that's so, right. Look straight up. The halflings are an absolute fucking dream. Uh, to put together at, for a million gold, so uh, two halfling treemen. I have got two halfling catchers. I've got two halfling hefties, and then it is one <laughs> eight halfling hopeful linemen, three rerolls, one apothecary, and that tallies out at nine hundred twenty thousand. Uh, and I'm leaving eighty grand in the treasury.
2: Okay. So, I've gone. Have you, sli- have you
1: gone different? Slightly, but probably for probably for an obvious reason. Um, so I've I've gone same as you in terms of the team composition itself: two treemen, two catchers, two hefties, and eight hopefuls. Yeah, I've only taken two rerolls. Okay, um, and that's it. So that comes in at eight ten, which leaves me with one hundred and ninety k in the bank. Right. Now, the reason I've done that is inducements. In my first couple of games, um, I I want to be maximise inducements in my first couple of games. Um, because I mean your your chances of winning are are fairly slim, mm-hmm. and they they recede considerably over the next. <laughs> Over the next wee while, as everybody else's TV kind of gets higher, and the the skills that eliminate the good things that that Half-Life could do uh, appear. So, um, yeah, the whole the whole point there for me would be to have one hundred ninety k at the treasury to spend, so that kind of guarantees me um, a um, a chef for both a, a master for chef. The first yeah. two games,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, uh, which is which is probably quite big. You know, like in terms of reroll de- denial, um, yeah. and one of the reasons why I didn't take a third reroll. I mean, this is a a roster that I would definitely min max. Uh, and but what I mean by that for anybody who's who's not that on that way inclined is looking at taking at, at having the least un unusable stuff in there. You know, like that you don't really need. You know, like two two plus uh, two rerolls. Sorry. If I've got a master chef, I'm hoping to get at least one of the opposition's rerolls uh each drive or each half, rather sorry yep um so yeah th- that's kind of my thinking on it I, I, We normally discuss um sort of purchases after the first couple of games as well um we we do, and I think to
0: touch on what you were saying i my goal would just be really, as you said, sort of to survive the first couple of games. I'm also left as a, you know, I've got 80 grand in the bank, so I'm looking to have a Master Chef in the second or third game. Uh, again, for similar reasons, but one of the reasons why I stacked up and went for, obviously, went for the apothecary. I wanted to protect, you know, the good stuff.
1: Uh, I mean, by that is- by, by that, we mean the trees only Yeah exactly like you're, not, you're not using an Apo on anything other than a tree And I guess, nope. I guess that the reason why I've kind of just said Well no for the first kind of couple of games Is just because it gives me an extra 50k to play with But I mean I would probably like, My first purchase would be an Apo For that yeah. reason Yeah I'm, I'm
0: protecting the trees from the get go I've purchased three V-ros, And for sure I want to get a Master Chef In the second and third game I want lots of re-rolls to take advantage of the ruling within the new Blood Bowl rules that you can use multiple re-rolls in a turn
1: yeah yeah so, so yeah I can see that, uh, that logic as well yeah. um, and there's also
0: and again I need to I need to actually start
1: playing more I will
0: start playing more Blood Bowl in my local area so there's a good group of players in Falkirk and Sterling that do play but if you're encountering teams that have also got a low level of rerolls, like if you're bumping into fresh you know elf teams that have only got two rerolls, you might not
1: get one You know well, you've, well you, you, you've got a, if they've got two rerolls yeah you've, got a, you've still got a decent chance of getting at least one yeah it's still a decent just, chance, but, but it's you a 50 50 on each dice um, so yeah.
0: but you know that you know, how nice would it be to have 5 rerolls
1: and a half that'd be nice yeah I think for me the, the rerolls thing the reasoning behind not going um, up to three um, was it's another 60k <clears throat> spent um, like if I the way I looked at it was like if I'm playing a team uh, in the first game uh, and I've got a hundred and ninety if i'm t v eight to ten i've got it's likely that I'll have hundred and ninety k of inducements without having to spend any money on mm-hmm. a reroll um sorry without having to spend any money from a treasury um <laughs> which leaves me with enough money uh in there to to kind of either max out on other stuff if i want to or or what have you but the re- the rerolls themselves they got the way i the way i kind of looked at it was a lot of the things you'll be doing you've got built in rerolls for anyway um so unless you're coming up you, you're unless you've got loaded dwarves in your in your uh league early on you're not going to be coming up against a lot of tackle uh so everything has got dodge apart from the trees obviously yeah. um so that's your that's your movement covered um your handoffs to be thrown uh by the trees um you're likely to be throwing the catchers um they have catch built in um so i mean i I was looking at more from a reroll and t v management kind of thing but yes the the way you've kind of stacked it up, yeah, you would have three rerolls off the bat um yeah. I think you would be able to afford a, a Master Chef as a as a um, um inducement in the first game. because uh, I mean what were you what did you say your T V was? Nine twenty. Nine twenty. Because of the Apo as well. Yeah. Um yeah, so I mean you're getting eighty K probably or, or 50 fifty, sixty K I guess. So yeah, you could spend some of your uh your treasury on that as well. Um, I kind of thought as well, like if I've got hundred and ninety k at the bank and I don't have to spend my treasury in the first uh game and I lose a tree, I can replace the tree uh out of my treasury, mm-hmm. and if I don't have to replace a tree, then I can spend fifty k on the um um on the apple, and the thought process of the apple side of things uh parts of the second game was a lot of teams that you're playing in the next game or the game after. Will likely have had maybe one, potentially two skill ups in uh, in those games. So yeah, so
0: your your TV is rising right. with them.
1: Yeah. yeah, So I'm not rising above them with a TV. It's I'm not losing anything there. You know, like I'm I'm gaining the TV early uh, for inducements, but not losing anything as I progress. Uh, if you get my thought process. No, no, I that. get what you're saying. <clears throat> but yeah, the re-roll thing's interesting, and I think yeah. it's because because of the multi-reroll use in turns, uh, I think that's a good, a good way to look at it. Um, it may be worth bumping up to uh to three rerolls, but and it, and it also might be worth looking at um putting stuff into dedicated fans uh because yeah. that also improves the money that you can get at the end of each game and uh, the more money you get the more money you've got for inducements so yeah, th- yeah. there's multiple options yep well, that's something
0: that the, the rookie coaches when they're setting up their league team should definitely um, think about so what about your progression ideas what were you what are you sort of focusing on progression wise should anybody be lucky enough to get skills so before, norm- they, before they die
1: <laughs> yeah, I not normally like I, I wouldn't advocate on um bothering with uh, secondary skills for things. But I think this is a team that would probably benefit from uh aiming to get block on both the trees. Um your tree men are gonna be sticking around all the way through um with any luck. Uh and having two reliable strength six uh no horrendous neg traits uh, that can just smack people around is a good thing i think so i think i would probably go first skill block for for both of them and they're going to be picking up uh what whatever you're doing you're kind of thinking about what they actually do on a a game-to-game basis and they're going to be smacking a lot of folk around so anything that makes that easier and uh, prevents reroll use is probably a good thing. I mean, you'll be trying to get three dice blocks with assists, stuff like that. But um, and if, if I was lucky enough to kind of get to the next skill, I'd be looking at guard and uh, potentially grab uh, to do other things uh, with them. Um, as for the other stuff, I mean, you made a good point. I mean, these things are gonna die. Everything else is gonna die regularly. You know, like if you don't have a death, a death in a game, or a <laughs> a stat bust, um, or or whatever, uh, you're probably you have probably broken blood bowl, nah, uh, because th- these things just fall to bits. You know, all all halflings do. Um, I think for catchers, like I I'd be tempted to just stick to primaries with them. You know, I mean, um. There's an, an argument for randomizing things, but I think you, you've got with these guys, uh, th- they're going to be scoring the, the the larger part of your touchdowns if you've not got inducements. Because they're the guys you're probably going to want to chuck or uh, hand the ball off to and, 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 and let, uh, let go, you know. So I think um, I'd probably aim for Sure Feet because it's got the synergy with Sprint and, uh, in there. Um. Just a, as a built-in reroll for the things that what another of uh, the things that you're likely to to want to be doing. Um, if they were lucky enough to get to a second skill, I'd consider a jump up as well. But um, I don't. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's likely. <laughs> to be honest, no, no. Uh, yeah, so um, I think uh, um, on that side of things, yeah, the the. They're likely to get one skill and a lot of the time I would be looking at TV management and uh hire and uh hire and uh, sorry, fire and rehire a lot of the time if people don't uh, just to keep TV down, you know. If I was gonna keep any any positionals, the catchers and the hefties, which I'll get into next, would be the, the ones I would keep. But uh you don't want sort of players you've got skills uh, coming out the wazoo when they're just likely to die all the time and it kind of makes you think you might want to actually kind of um, spend the apo use on them subconsciously yeah. and that's for the trees as we've discussed uh, yeah. hefties, hefties wise like first hefty that gets a skill up gets leader and that's my third mm-hmm. uh, with them having the passive access that's great. You know, like, leader, leader caddy, uh, they've got slightly better armour than the rest of the team. Um, so that's, uh, um, that, that's a kind of given. I think I would consider giving one of them Hail Mary Pass. Would you? Um, know, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not... I, I toyed with that and I, th- I, I thought I was thinking about it because I'm not sure that Hail Mary Pass works exactly the same way it used to. Uh, but like, I, I've not used it <laughs> so, but the way it, I assume that it works similarly to the way it used to I would consider that because it's, it's great, you know, like if you manage to get a hold of the ball and you can bin it up somewhere that isn't anywhere near any of the other players of the opposition team they've got to then kind of reposition and go back the way and if they are concentrating on that your next move is chucking a halfling up to go and retrieve the ball and score yeah, uh, in the next turn um, so you've got um, I think I would kind of do that and then pop probably with the hefties if they don't die after the first skill I'd probably just fire them and rehire them to keep TV down um, as far as the hopefuls go you know like <laughs> to be honest every, almost every hopeful I would just random um, if, I, if they got a skill um, uh, so just, just to keep the TV down, uh, do a random, uh, primary skill. And if it was something shit, they would just get fired and rehired. And if it was, uh, dive and tackle or sidestep, I would probably, uh, keep them, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the only concession I would have to that is I would probably want to build one Fowler on the team. Uh so I would consider um, having a saving up for a dirty player. Um and then trying to get sneaky get on him as well. Yeah. Um but that that's kind of probably more pie in the sky thing because the the you don't need it it's it's a nice to have you don't need it if you if you've got um if you're setting things up properly like I say if you've got grab on the one of the trees that you can kind of put people where you want to put them um like fouls should be fairly fairly easily achieved um and yeah it's nice to get the plus one on the uh the armor break uh or the casualty roll but um even just having somebody stunned on the on the deck is better than nothing and side uh, sneaky gets fine now with uh, being able to move after you've done the foul <laughs> so you used to, used to kind of end up kind of having to leave somebody hanging but you could do the drive by foul now and then uh, dodge back behind the trees um or in amongst uh unskilled halflings but that that's yeah. kind of my my thought process on it. and you'd be aiming to keep t v as low as possible to maximize uh, the amount of inducements that you yeah. get uh, we've you and I have not strayed too far from the same
2: path uh, to be fair saving up mm-hmm. the, for the trees get block save, save your points, get the secondary and have a planned progression with block
0: the two catchers going through the agility skills planned progression I've got one tagged as getting sidestep and one getting tagged as sure feet, just so there's a bit of variance at the start. Uh, And then if a miracle happens and either of them get a second skill, it would be the opposite of what they don't have. So there would be, you know, um, sidestep and sure feet would be for both of them. I don't ever see that happening, which is why I've got one of each. Uh, Then looking at the the hefties. I have tagged one to get pass. Just in case I need to do any sort of backfield work. I am shifting the ball around. And as you commented, they've got passing access. So one of them is leader. And then that would give me my 4th 3 roll. You know, within the team. And yep, sadly, the, the halfling hopeful linemen. Uh, they are pretty much just going to be randomly rolling on the agility table as soon as they get enough um, star player points. And all I'm looking for is sidestep. Uh, I would want a sneaky get, and a uh,
2: dive and tackle. Yeah. That's it. Um,
0: you know, maybe, maybe a push. If somebody got sure feet, I might keep them just as a backup to, uh, to one of the halfling catchers. To run them as a bit of a sort of disruption play, but that's that's like, as you said, it's pie in the sky stuff. Uh, Halfling hopefuls are pretty much a, it's a revolving door um, for their shirt
1: numbers, pretty much sadly. Pretty Aye, no, they're literally just screens for a good player, yeah. whatever good good induced star player you've got. They are a screen. To stop that person from getting hit, that, that is.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah, life as a
1: Havling's pretty shit. You know, they're just going to be chucking fouls down if anything goes uh, on the deck. Um, yeah, like, like I say, I mean, if they're the closest thing to uh, to being able to um, hand the ball off to it and then throw with the tree, then yeah, I mean, they could be scoring the odd touchdown here and there. But you're probably going to be channelling touchdowns through either your um, your uh, catchers or whatever star player you've taken. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean you have to on normal teams. You have to be careful with inducing star players because they tend to be SP hogs. This is not a team that's a problem. Uh, that's a problem for you know, like in some instances, you don't really need masses of SPP on on the players because you if you could. The whole point is if you can get a draw or a win, great you're probably going to lose a good chunk of your games, especially as teams develop and have more, much more tackle and mighty blow. Yeah. You know, because like, your teams will just get wiped out.
0: And that's, um, and that's something that the rookie coaches will have to understand that this. when we're talking about the halflings in league, um, as a development thing, they're very different in that you're, we're not invested in developing the team overly much. Beyond the sort of core, you know, four or five um, key positions, that being the half, the, the catchers, the hefties, and the treemen. I mean, fuck, even the hefties and the catchers are loosey goosey, depending on how involved you want to get with them. Uh, it's very much about keeping your value low, letting all other teams around you in your league evolve and grow and progress, because the, the, the more value they gain, the more value they give to you to induce star player power, um, yeah. So yeah. really, you've rookie coaches have got to see halflings in a league perspective as being something fun. You're not going to get, you're not going to create cool characters that you'll get attached to because they're just going to fucking die. Um, and if and if you do try and develop your team to get them star player points to. Develop them to get skills, uh, you're, you're sadly just going to lose more games.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's the problem. I mean, although people's um, um, TV, everybody else's TVs are going to increase, what you're going to find is yours will probably stat, uh, be static if you're playing it right. Um, and you will probably end up sort of in the latter parts of the season easily getting 500k plus of inducements. Yep. Um, which is kind of what you want because you 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 want to be able to induce um like Griff or morgue or and a wizard or a uh, and a master Chef. you know, you want that. that that actually makes the, the the likelihood of you winning a game higher, you know, like you you want a wider TV difference. and the the players that, the, that are in the team are literally just meat. You know they're they're there to soak up the punishment, and if they die, they die. You know, I think I think you made a point there. There's no point in in pixel hugging these guys. You know, you're not. It's not like back in the day, um, where you would even consider putting a stat up on these guys. You know, like getting a a plus edge on a, a a halfling for landing or taking the hand off, uh, were was, was was a good idea in Blood Bowl 2016. Um, I just don't think it's worth sinking the star player points into um, the lottery of whatever startup you might get is Exactly, absolutely not and Ricky coaches should be able to pick up that both
0: both of us didn't offer up startups as even something to consider just No, I mean it's just not the worth the it Across the board, rule it out
1: I mean it's nice that um Like, the Halflings have got their own sort of mini passing game now as well, you know? Uh, Because you mentioned on the Hefties, like, pass is a good option. You've got catch built into the catchers. You're passing on a three up uh, with a re-roll with a Hefty. Um, Because Stunty doesn't affect uh, passing in the same way as it used to in Blood Bowl 2016. Um, And you're catching on a three up with a re-roll. If You've got because uh, you've got catch or the catcher, so like there is a, almost a, a kind of mini passing game available now that didn't used to be there or was a lot worse previously. I know passing's changed and people get very animated about that, but mm-hmm. um, passing has got a little bit easier for stunty, um, certainly over short distances and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean. Aye, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be holding on to players here. Uh, and if you are, your T V gap is going to mean that uh, uh your T V gap's gonna to diminish to the point where you won't be able to get the things that you need uh to make your team even borderline competitive with some of the other teams. Yeah. I mean, I think you're probably gonna be lucky in most circumstances in a league if you get much more than about a 30 or 40 percent win rate with with halflings and i think that's being fairly generous i mean there are are certain things that they can get and 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 would have access to that make that a lot easier but uh, they're they're still going to be susceptible to fall into bits uh, on your opponent's drive you know uh, as soon as somebody's hit you two or three hits uh with uh, tackle or and mighty Blue or what have you your team's just gonna start folding. You don't have the, the armor value to stop that from happening. And with the stunty side of things, uh making um injuries more likely. Um yeah, you're gonna you'll be lucky if you can field the full team um in the second half. Mm-hmm. Full show. Anyway, is there anything else you want to say about the league side of things or? No, no, um, I think I think we've, we've yeah.
0: covered League um, as happily as we, we can do. So let's uh, progress over to the tournament side of things.
1: Okay, do you want to go first this time around?
0: Yeah, look, happily. So with the NAF Championship 20, 2022, fucking hell, still baffles me that. 2022. Anyway, back at the back, gave, So 1 1 five, oh. uh, Look, this is pretty much just a composition to see what star player direction we went down. And um, so I'm going to start with. So I've got two, two halfling treemen. We don't talk about skills yet, do we? Uh, no.
1: Uh, we'll no, move no, on to yet. that afterwards, yeah.
0: So two treemen. And then I have got.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven Hopeful lineman, two hefties, two catchers, and I have gone for Griff, Griff Oberwald. I have got one team reroll, one apothecary, and I've induced a chef, and that tallies out perfectly at one one
2: five Okay, I'm just checking my, uh, uh my arithmetic here. It's been a, a while since I've actually used the word. Oh my! Oh my God! Y'all doing maths?
0: Mathematics. Um, this is poor, poor podcast pre- um, preparation, mate.
1: No, no. I just i i, I was just double checking something, and I'm. I'm have you fine. got? Have you got doubt? Um, no, no. I'm fine. Okay. Um, so I, I've got slightly, slightly different to you. Um, Thank God. It's always Not, shit when we do the same. But, but to be honest, it's pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've got two treemen, two catchers, two hefties, eight hopefuls, one Reroll, one master chef, Griff, and then an assistant coach and a cheerleader at 1150. Right. Uh, the reason I didn't bother with uh, the Apo is the likelihood of losing a tree is slim um, and it's only for one, it's only a
2: game as opposed to the entire tournament
1: that's the only reason I didn't take an apple. okay um, and it allowed me to take the extra player so I end, I've ended up with 15 players as opposed to 14
0: uh, 14, yeah um, okay, so minor minor differences, but we we both went down the griff, griff path.
1: Yeah, and I felt the assistant coach, the cheerleader, uh, helped with potential reroll denial as well, um, and uh, yep. also getting myself a reroll if uh, on top. How about Go. your skills? Skills.
0: So as we've discussed, we get six normals and a double. Or a secondary, as they're called now. Primaries and secondaries, yep. Six primaries, one secondary. Um, so I've obviously spent the secondary on one of the trees. I can give it block. The second tree has got
2: brawler. Controversial one here. I've given one of the hopeful linemen defensive. Mm,
0: okay. Um... One of the hefties is get pass, the other hefty has leader, and then I've done the same with my catchers that I talked about in league, and um, one's got sidestep, one's got sure feet. Just, I like having two tools that are kind of similar but different, if you know what I mean. It's, okay, it's, so, the, it's, it's the defensive, I'm a bit mm, miffed so, about, but anyway. So the,
1: yeah, so all your uh, you've got two skills on hefties, two on catchers, two on the trees, and yep. one one hopeful. Yeah, okay. Yep. So I've gone um, slightly differently, but not not wi- wildly different. Um, I went with obviously my secondary being block on one of the trees. I've yep. gone with grab grab on the the other tree. Mm-hmm um i've gone with sure feet on one catcher and jump up on the other um i would use them in in two different circumstances um i've gone with leader on a hefty and like hail mary pass again uh because i'm assuming it works the same way as it used to uh (laughs) but um if it if it doesn't i would consider uh probably putting pass uh on there as well or, yep. or putting another skill on a um a, a hopeful instead. The hopefuls the hopeful skill that I've I've gone with sneaky get because I'm gonna be wanting to do some fouling. And that's why yeah. I've taken grab on the tree as well. You know it's helps with positioning with that and uh sneaky get at least I mean you're not getting sent off on uh doubles unless the armor breaks, you know. Um mm-hmm. so um there's less, there's less likelihood of getting sent off. Um, the, um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds on that. I mean, I, like I said, if if I if hail Mary didn't work, I'd consider putting dive and tackle on a, a hopeful. And I consider dive and tackle instead of Sneaky get as well. But you know, like, it's it's just, I, I'm always on the fence with that one because it's not. Unless you've got a, a mass spam of dive and tackle um, and sidestep across the entire team, it's easy to just get rid of that skill completely. Yeah. Um, you could say, probably say the same for a sneaky get as well, but, I mean, you can protect that a little bit. You're not necessarily putting it in base contact and, uh, other than surrounding it by other players anyway, you know? So, um, yeah. So we're not we're not we're not wildly different there. Um, yeah, we both we in, Yeah, it's interesting that we both
0: um, we both went for Griff. Do you want to have a quick? Well, I'll, I'll yeah. run through these. I'll run through these stats if you want, just in case anybody's not aware of what Griff does. Hi, go through um, the Griff. But Griff costs two hundred eighty thousand to induce. He is movement seven, strength four, agility two plus. Passing three plus and armor nine plus, he comes with block, dodge, fend, loner on a three plus, sprint and sure feet.
1: He is a fucking machine. Yeah, and he's he's got cheaper as well. Yeah, and um, his, uh, his special rules pretty good as well. Oh yeah, but I'm not reading from the book. A uh, consummate professional so once per game, Griff may reroll one uh dice that was rolled either as a single roll dice roll or as it's part, uh or as part of a multiple dice roll or as part of a dice pool uh that this cannot be a dice that was rolled as part of an armor injury or casualty roll so yeah he gives a i mean you could reroll a single block dice uh result or um or, or what have you just once a game that that's that's special that 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 time where you want to do something uh and you don't want to have to use a loner uh right at the end of the game or whatever the game went in touchdown um so yeah, I yeah. think that's pretty good uh, he's he's a good pla i mean you you used to get the classic combo of deep root Uh, and Carla or Zara or what have you Mm -hmm. obviously with the NAF changing to only being allowed one star player that has dictated more about what we're we're looking at here in terms of um, like you have to think about what star player is more likely to to do you the, the best work now Deep Root's still a fantastic star player for Halflings but he's the same price but he's only there as uh removal uh material you know he's gonna be smashing people about whereas i think griff can do both he can hit people he can act as a sweeper uh but he can also um
0: he can also uh, take the
1: ball he can he can take the ball he can pass uh a a pinch you know that's where your your consummate professional comes in he's pa3 plus you need a three up on a pass uh, you don't want to use a, do- a, a re-roll because he's got a loner and that would be a 3-up three 3-up three uh, but you can use his consummate professional skill uh, at that one vital moment
0: exactly you know, uh, yeah, I think uh, if you're shuffling yeah. if, you're, if he's got the ball and you're shuffling downfield you'll just have an ablative armour screen of um, hopeful linemen just yes. covering his back uh, and getting in the way so that he can he can go and make the make the play so when you look at it there's there's two channels of scoring touchdowns with this team or with both our teams one is griff yeah. um hammering his way downfield and remembering as well that drift strength four by himself so when he's on the blitz and he's taking on a regular strength three player he's getting two dice on them and he's got block so
1: happy days yeah He's mobile as fuck as well. He's movement seven and he's edge two. So, I mean, he's got edge two plus. Sorry. So, he's he can dodge across um corners and stuff like that and get round things a lot easier. So, he's he, he makes a lot of ground uh for hitting people, you know. I mean, people need to take that into consideration. Yep. Um, recovery Sprint, wise, he's pretty good as well. Feet. Yeah, he's got he's got rerolls built in for the things he needs rerolls built in for which are moving fast and dodging stuff. And, and then reroll, yeah.
0: And then the other he, channel for touchdowns uh, is just the classic <laughs> um, halfling, halfling getting thrown with the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, just to, on the other things to consider, you know, like as far as other star players go. Yes, you could take deep root, and then but then you're kind of. You're, you're focused solely on on scoring with the Halflings, uh, which I don't think is going to do enough for you. Um, the other options, like Carla and stuff like that in tournaments, you know, she's 2'10", which frees up another... Excuse me. ...70K. Um, but what are you going to spend it on? You can buy another Hopeful and have a 16-player roster. Um but yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think you're gonna get as much return uh from Carla and a, and a hopeful as you would from Griff. Not at all. Um Yeah. And I I had a I had a good look around through the other um the other star players. And we normally cover star players um at the end of this section anyway. Uh, but I guess I guess the big one is the question at the moment as to how likely you think it would be that a start uh, that this half league team would do well at a tournament on a scale of zero to ten. Yeah, I mean this is an odd one now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so
2: as it stands, rosters
0: in the NAF twenty twenty two players pack could they win a tournament? I think
2: they're sitting at six. I don't. I think, think they're higher. I think they're higher than that. Um, well, I'm. I'm. I've nailed on six. I'm not going to stray from that. Okay. I. I think. I think they're.
1: A, I think they're probably. A, they could nudge into seven. For me, you know, like if okay. you think about. If you think about it from the tournament, from this particular rule set, there are a bunch of teams that, if you come up against, you are probably going to beat now. You know, like uh, I think um, you come up against like your um, your tier or your old tier three teams or tier two teams. Um, I think oh, there's oh. a good there's still a good chance of beating them. If you're, if you're playing. Um, if you're playing against a, an old tier one team, yes, um you will f- still find that pretty hard and mm-hmm. you will probably lose it the most games, but I think there's a bunch of things that have made that more um easy. Um, you know, like the being able to use more than one reroll in a circumstance. Uh, is a big thing, you know, especially if you've if you've kept rerolls. I mean, there's a lot of things you're not going to reroll as a halfling team, because you're going to want to make sure you've got rerolls. It was the old thing of you want to make sure you've got one reroll left for the throw teammate. mate. Um, oh, and and that's that's what <clears> I discussed <throat> from the league perspective. Yeah, is... so, but now you're gonna. I mean, we've we've both taken a master chef. You're gonna you're gonna potentially want to keep two or three rerolls uh, for your last turn. Um, yep. or, or for any throw teammate options. You know, I think there's a lot of built in rerolls. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say seven's achievable. I, I think you'll see
2: some people doing well at
1: the NAF with halflings.
0: I don't disagree, but the question we always ask ourselves at this point would was, they win it? Yeah. Would they win it? and no. I'm nailing them as a six. I fully expect to see at least two teams in the top, I'll say the top 12.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say I, there'll be two
0: I, Halfling teams in the top 12,
1: but I think with like I, this... I, I, sorry, I'd, I'd agree. I'd say there will probably be two at least in the top 20, um, maybe not the top 12, but I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my neck out here and say that the winner in that twenty. 22 will be playing either Dark Elves, Undead, or Lizards.
0: Yes, I was going to say that the, the main reason these guys will be a 6 is that, for me, they'll, they'll, they'll rise up the ranks, and then they'll hit that glass ceiling, uh, and they'll bump into a Lizard team that will, you know, hammer the shit out of them, or the Dark Elf team that will dodge and weave the shit out of them. Uh, and that'll then drop them back down the order and, and out of contention, ultimately. Uh, you know, pie in the sky, could a Halfling team make the top table? I'd sadly actually say no, because I think there'll be an abundance of those three races that you've just mentioned.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, you, if they catch lucky, though, I mean, you, thing, things go your way. Halflings in the current format could beat any of those teams. Halflings for lizards is actually not a great matchup, you know. If the trees are working, um, they're they're actually not not bad, you know. It's um, I've I've fallen foul of halflings as lizards before. Well, that was um, um, Phil. That was
0: one of the reasons why I went with defensive is to
2: neutralise the uh, the
1: line of scrimmage. The the problem all all it does is kind of give you the it kind of gets rid of it just gets rid of guard. I mean, there's a lot of teams that won't take guard. I mean, that my problem with that one is the teams that are going to max out on guard are the likes of your chaos dwarves and your dwarves. And at that point, if you've got some, if you've got somebody with defensive in base contact with them, with and they've got tackle built in that player is going to be hit first, and they're going to die. You know, that, that, that was yeah. my own, that's my only concern with defensive. Well, I can see so, it working in some circumstances, but yeah, they're just going to get pumped. Yeah, but the reason I didn't
0: take it to go anti-Dwarf, anti-Chaos Dwarf, it was to counter Lizards and Undead. Because so, they, they would only have one or two
1: guarders. And I mean, they you would... don't take... You don't take guard at all on on lizards in this circumstance. No, you, you I... would, as, as a lizard player, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking guard. If well, I if I nice. if I'm going if I'm taking lizards to the NAF Championship, there will be seven block. <laughs> 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 six, six blocks on and a block Crocs. I'm not putting yeah. guard on anything. Uh like if you would pr- so you would probably put guard on humans. Um you're not going to you're not going to find guard on um you're probably not going to find guard on uh an elf team. No. Ma- maybe given the pl- the the Although that, that, that that's a lie. Maybe given the the fact that uh, elf teams get secondaries. Um or one secondary Possibly, or even on a, on a lineman. Um, ah, you know I'm my theory happy. on fucking giving
0: guard to somebody that doesn't already have block.
1: Well, he's, yeah, he's absolutely. Asking for
0: a punch in the face,
1: but that's that's the same thing I feel about. uh defensive, defensive to uh, that. I know he's got dodge, but if you're clever about it, you hit the guy. That guy with a tackle piece, and a lot of teams will have tackle pieces. Yeah, like an undead team will usually have a tackle piece. Yeah. Um, you hit them with That's something well. with block, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go down. You know, even if you could just push them away, um, they're not. Uh, it's it's one of it's a good skill, but I think you need to. It needs to be. You need to have multiple of them, and you need to couple it with other skills as well. Um. <laughs> And I just don't think, you've, uh, I don't think you can do that in a tournament. Certainly not well, in this rule. Pack.
0: Well, I guess the, the proof will be in the pudding in the coming months because I would hope that uh, local tournaments around the world would adopt this players' pack, um, which is kind of customary in Scotland for quite a few events uh, so that the player base can get some practice before travelling down to the NAF Championship. So... Um, all we can do is wait and see and encourage the, the rookie coaches that have taken the time to listen to um, yeah. go out and, and use these rosters. But, you know, I, I would fully expect to see an increase and in uptake uh,
1: in half teams around the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, just, just quickly going through stars. Um, go for it. And what, what I would and wouldn't take. Uh, and we're talking specifically in leagues now, like well, what's a good inducement if you've got the money? Um, the caveat to this being, if you've, if you've got a choice of one of these stars or a Master Chef, I'd probably still take a Master Chef and use mm-hmm. some of the other things on Wizard or whatever. But Deep Root, yes. Grack and Crumbleberry, no. Griff, yes. Uh, Grim Ironjaw, Jaw. Maybe, depending on the teams I was playing. Um Helmet, no. Carla, yes. Mighty Zug, yes. Morg, yes. Rumbelow, sheepskin or whatever his name is, yes. He's <laughs> got he's got his uses. I mean the fact he's got like block and tackle and juggernaut and horns is great. You know, he's a strength for blitzer, I mean he's he's move six as well, he's a, a built-in sweeper um and then the other ones the white dwarf and yet again like there are some circumstances where i may take consider taking him um but yeah i mean there's there's ones in there that i'd consider but I mean, you're you're looking at how much money have i got can i afford griff and uh um and uh master chef if the answer to that is no what can i afford with a master chef is the deal yeah. of thumb I would kind of uh, go by.
0: Yeah, I mean the the core of any inducement package for the halflings is the master chef. Yeah,
1: because yeah, I mean,
0: it, it makes it makes you stronger while they get weaker.
1: Absolutely, there's nothing worse than like being a team that runs low on rerolls. So, like for example, a, a Nurgle team. Most Nurgle teams are going to carry maybe two rerolls uh, because of the cost of them, especially early on. Um, if you ripped both of those away, they've got nothing to as a reroll to pick up the ball. <laughs> they've got nothing as a reroll to roll those failed blocks because none of the teams got block you know like it's it's that sort of thing it just obliterates things that teams struggle with uh and just gives you that edge i think so i, I i'm I'm All over the Master Chef for a halfling team. I think it should be the first thing that goes on your on your inducements.
0: Yeah, and for those those players that like the sort of theme and fluff, soft sort of idea of halflings, the Master Chef, you know, is at the core of it because seemingly these little halfling bastards love to eat and get fat, and having the chef on hand is uh, is a thing for them. Totally. Yeah, all about the fluff.
1: Right. Well, I think that wraps that part of it up. And the only thing that we've got to cover is your dice rage, fucking dice rage,
0: mate. Well, I've drank my glass of port now so I'm suitably, suitably listened up. So this um, was one of my bolt action games. It was the game I lost, and uh, it was a, it was we were playing the Warlord Games team themselves. And uh, my opponent, his nickname is Kitchen. I don't know his real name, and I apologise to Kitchen. You're a good bloke, mate. And I hope if you do listen to this or one of your friends listen to this, I don't bear you ill will. But, <laughs> but motherfucker. Um, this is going to sound super arrogant, but I don't really care. Because uh, it's true, and even Kitchen will admit that it's true. It's like when you're playing an opponent and you know that you're, you've got more experience and that you're better than them, uh, and it's like, right, I'm going to win this game. Let's not fuck up. And the mission we played was called Envelopment, and basically one player has to defend, and one player has, is designated as the attacker, and to accumulate points, the defender gets two points for every unit of yours they kill, The attacker gets points by... He gets one point for killing an enemy unit. He gets two points for having one of his units in the defender's deployment zone at the end of the game. And he gets three points for every unit that gets off the board on your your opponent's board edge. So I was the attacker, and I wanted to be the attacker because I've had lots of vehicles, you know, which are fast-moving in the game. Um... You know, I had two two transport trucks, a transport jeep. I had my tank. I had a armored. I had a jeep with a machine gun in the armored car section of the, the makeup of the list. So I was I was pretty mobile. Okay. And uh, the wheeled vehicles, which were the two trucks and the two jeeps, uh, when they do a run move, they can go twenty four inches. And the games played on a standard six foot by four foot table. So, um, I'm, I'm a reasonably good judge of distance. Uh, you know, I've been playing, playing tabletop war games on these boards for a long, long time.
2: So, somewhere around, I was just
0: going into turn four. It was in turn four. And uh, at the end of turn three, I had set up for my turn four rush off the board. So, I'd got a couple of trucks in position just within the 24 inch range and one of the jeeps was just within 24 inch range and had troops in, inside of all of them and mm-hmm. uh, there's a mechanic in bolt action that's an excellent mechanic that when a unit shoots another unit and scores a hit regardless if there's any damage caused you get what's known as a pin marker and a pin marker generates a minus one to your um, leadership uh, so if there's a unit that doesn't have any pin markers on it, you can assign them an order and they just go off and do it. You know, if they're going to advance and shoot or run or stand and fire or whatever the fuck they want to do. But if you've got a pin, you need to take a, a leadership check at a minus one. Yeah. Um, so if you're a regular unit, your leadership, your basic leadership is nine. If you've got one pin on you, you need to roll an eight or less to do your, do your task. Uh, and units shed pins by successfully passing leadership checks.
2: It's pretty straightforward. So I had
0: um, started to set my transports up just over the halfway line and I've lined them up for you know, the, the run the turn 4 run off the board to just scoop me up a whole bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opponent managed to put one pin on each of them uh, you know, with long-range rifle fire, and it was just like, fuck it, yeah, you managed to get that, yeah, fair enough, whatever. Good stuff. So then, start of turn four, um, I think the other mechanic worth noting in bolt action is that it's not a you-go-I-go go situation. Every every unit on the board has a an order dice, which is in a bag, and then you draw the dice out one at a time, activate each unit one at a time. Okay. So sometimes, you know, your opponent will get a couple of his units, will move, then you'll get one of yours, and he'll get one of his, and it goes backwards and forwards. It's, it's, it's a really balanced system. Um, so I had more order dice in the bag, because I, I had more units alive at that point. Drew a dice out. It was mine. Fantastic. Right, I'm going to do a run order with this jeep. Roll leadership. Eight or less. Failed. Fuck. Uh, so when you fail... When a vehicle fails a leadership check, they have to reverse. Motherfucker. So they reverse half movement, which was fucking six inches. Back okay. Looks, it's like, right, great. Next dice out. Leadership. Yep, I'll do this cheap. Go. Failed. Leadership. Um, again, eight or less failed. Reverses. Uh, and the third truck, a little bit later on in the turn, also failed. So they all failed the leadership checks of eight plus. Right. Brilliant. Yep. Fucking god, to be kidding me. And the issue I had there was that that was in turn four. So to, to set up another rush, I would have to set it up in turn five and then rush in turn six. Mm-hmm. And obviously my opponent has now seen my strategy uh, and he's moving units to block it. And again, these, these um, vehicles are still taking more, more attacks, more fire. So they're picking up extra pins. So now they're at like minus two. It's like fuck it, fucked.
2: So I lost ten points to seven. Ah oh,
0: dear, fucking gutted. Absolutely gutted. Um, especially because if I'd have won my game, we would have won the round. So we would have got. Um, we would have got a point for me winning. Plus, we would have got another point for actually being the winning team of, of that round. Uh, and that would have brought us closer to beating England overall. And there was just, honestly, like three leadership checks. And I only needed one. You know, in hindsight, you looked at the points. One of them would have got me a draw. Uh, and even that would have won us the round.
1: Yeah. That's frustrating. I mean, yeah. the, one, the one positive thing to take from that, though, I guess, is uh, that, that was your only loss from the tournament. Oh, exactly. It was my only loss in the and, tournament. And it wasn't down to you being shit, either. It was down to the no. dice. To no, party. the dice yeah. just
0: ditched it. it yeah. Just, couldn't fucking believe it. And, um, you know, that's, that happens in wargaming. You know, bolt action happens there's just some days when you can do everything right and still lose and you just have to accept it um but i've got a podcast with you and i get to fucking moan about it to whoever listens
1: so <laughs> oh, dice Amazing.
0: rage dice
1: rage i i um, don't have any dice rage like I, I i've not had um significantly bad dice for a while i'm probably due a, um Probably due a, a virtual dice uh, failure against Hipster Potter when I play him on Tuesday, uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's 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 good to have that section back in, and I'm hoping as we um, start playing more games in person, oh yeah, um, it's going to come back. It'll come back. I've got um, that, that's worth that's worth talking about. Actually, uh, are you going to uh, Bowl in October? I I
0: don't think I can. Because I've got the Scottish Nationals, it's which is like Saturday, Nationals, Sunday. Yeah. It's either the weekend, bef- it's the weekend before. Yeah. So I would be
1: sorely pushed to make it. So that, that'll be my first in person Blood Bowl tournament for nearly two years. Yeah. Uh, because the last one I played was Mulligan's in February 2020. Mm hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Uh, Scott, um, Jack H on the um, NEF site um, is a a good guy and his tournaments are always fun, so um, it is is one I look forward to. The thing is that we'll
0: have another podcast before we go to these events. Yes. Yep. So there'll be one more more chat about it. but sadly, I don't, have any, uh, I don't have any games scheduled in between then and now. It's
1: a bit of a shame. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to have um, started back playing in the Aberdeen League uh, in October as well. So by the time we record the next podcast, I may have played uh, a league game using Blood <laughs> Bowl 2020 in person, uh, which would be good
0: as well. Yeah. well good stuff mate I think that kind of neatly brings us to the end of our, um, our podcast The Grift, The Bad and the Ugly well done
1: yes if you've managed through to the end and not sat screaming in- into your headphones uh, that we are wankers and we don't have a fucking clue how to play halflings uh, then, uh, then thanks <laughs> yeah thanks very much <laughs> If, if right, you didn't can. make it past that, uh, then feel free to drop us a line and tell us why. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: yeah, no, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. All right. Coaches, take care. And we will um, hear from you next time. And we also might take a request uh, on what team we talk about next month. See you later.
1: Cheers.